Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. They do their hair toss, check their nails. Baby, how you feeling? They're feeling good as hell. Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest, Al Jaboom. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. And today we're kicking off episode one of season three with none other than El Jaboom himself. But before we start talking to him, let's grab that crypto news from the Crypto Gent. Thanks, Professor. Hello, Crypto Campfire listeners, and welcome to Cryptocurrency News in a Flash with the Crypto Gent. Bixin unveils $65 million BTC denominated fund to get more Bitcoin. New global campaign urges credit card companies to block porn sites potentially leading the way for cryptocurrency to be used instead. That's the cryptocurrency news in a flash with the crypto gent, and it's back to you, Professor. Thanks a lot, crypto gent. Well, Mitch, I know this has been a long time coming, and if I recall, I do believe that he was on the shortlist from the very, very beginning. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a fun episode for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. I've been excited since uh, the last couple of days, you know, been out doing some hard work today and just kept watching the clock. It just wasn't moving quick enough. So oh, yeah. oh, this is, this is going to be TikTok. lit. I'm ex- TikTok. But That's here right. We are. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Oh yeah. Let's bring LJ in. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Hello. 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 How are you doing guys? How's everything? Good, man. It's going great. It's good to have you on the show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure as well. That's been like a long time trying to come in this show though. It has. It has. I remember when we first uh, talked back when we first started the podcast, you were just so busy. I mean, we couldn't get our schedules to match. That's true. Now, due to Corona, I'm sitting home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody's got more, a little more time. It's actually my second uh, podcast within a week, and I'm really excited. I told Mitch, dude, I'm here. What are you? <laughs> right? Let's get this yeah. done. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. That's good. So, LJ, let's go back way back to the beginning. What actually caused you to run into the world of crypto? And once you found it, what got you hooked on it? Um, basically, um, I used to be um, an online gamer. So, I used to play World of Warcraft. And um, we used to boost. And still, the, the boost using uh, PayPal. Um, but suddenly, something came out called Bitcoin. Um, it came from the gaming platform uh, at the start because it was like the easiest way for kids to find a way to pay since it's not easy for them to access a PayPal or Visa and MasterCard. So someone came and he told me, hey, can I buy a boost? I said, okay. He told me I can pay you, uh, I think it was like a few hundred Bitcoins, uh, 300, 400, something like that, Bitcoins. So I told him, what is Bitcoin? He told me, it's something, it's something good. Uh, tomorrow it will be very expensive. You can sell it now with the same. So I asked my team or the guild and they said, well, we have an empty spot. Just get him. No problem. So I said, okay, dude, just give me this Bitcoin. So that's how it started. And then I started giving my team and, uh, you know, they're just getting it like no one even cared about it. And after a year, we stopped, of course, accepting it because there was no value. And we said, no. We're not going to accept this shit anymore. And after a year, yeah, that's actually a fact. After a year, I remember I sold mine for uh, for $70, all the Bitcoins that I had. Yeah, I got in PayPal. I was very happy, actually. I was like, I'm not happy. I was like, fine, that I got rid of this shit. 
<laughs> Damn. It is down. And the year passed. Um, uh, I went from World of Warcraft to CSGO. I also boosted in CSGO, but again, they're not accepting uh, a Bitcoin. It's not familiar yet. And then uh, by the mid of uh, 2017, um, right before the hype happens, I have one of my Canadian friends. He told me, dude, uh, I know that you were in Bitcoin before, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, he told me it's just rising. Now it's just like a few thousand. I said, let me look at it. Then I went buying very few. And then the hype came. Uh, I went talking to one of my best friends, which was in the guild, and he had more than 700 Bitcoin back in the day. I sent him a WhatsApp message. He's a British name, Aaron. I told him, dude, do you have your Bitcoin? He told me, I think so, but let me look tomorrow. I'm with my girlfriend. I said, dude, just look now when the price was 19K. He said, what's happening? I told just, he told me, no, 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 I'm just going to look tomorrow, and he stopped answering me. Second day in the morning, he told me, I just checked. I found I sold them a few years ago or one year ago for buying a few games uh, from uh, Steam.com. I'm like, mm. shit, the price is 19K, dude. He's like, what? <laughs> so, again, so again, that was also, I mean, this actually, I read stories, guys. We, we got really wrecked. I mean, uh, th that's the fun part. That's the lesson you can learn if you have something that it's, uh, you don't have a value for it. And you will sell it for a very cheap price. Just don't sell it. Keep it. If it's like, what is $60 back in the days? It was nothing. And um, yeah, it's not worth it. So that what got me back. I mean, this is the story. It's mind boggling to think at one point you had 400 Bitcoin or more. The value that could have been. It's just, wow, that's crazy. So how long have you been on Twitter? Uh, so this account is very long. I mean, I think from 2008, 2009. Okay. It's an old account. But when I start talking about cryptocurrency, it was at the mid of 2017, before the hype. Did you run across crypto Twitter? I found it from, uh, from Steam, from the place I, I used to play. And, and then I went through uh, opscans.com. It's a website that you sell skins and everything for mm -hmm. games. There you find so many people are just saying Twitter. So you went there and you find things like that. It's neat how we all end up in this ecosystem and in yep. this, you know, this sound chamber. <laughs> of, of all the accounts that you follow on Twitter, which one provides you the most entertainment? Uh, entertainment? I mean, I like John McAfee. But sometimes like I, I see the same content from time to time it's new for people who's not following him or they're not but for me no i've seen it before um there isn't really some specific accounts but i, I like whatever is funny and whatever is good regardless it's coming from whom. right there's a lot of good entertainment on twitter exactly it? yeah exactly even unintentional entertainment just watching everybody else and their little quarrels and stuff <laughs> what are you doing Editor. okay it's fine exactly get the popcorn we're good yeah, <laughs> I mean, at the end, it's a community, different people, different minds, uh, repeated things, uh, unique things. It's just a mixture of everything. Oh, yeah, exactly. And disagreement leads to improvement. You know, exactly. you can't, you can't yeah. develop unless you actually have uh, differing opinions. Or you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to stay as long As long as you're not stubborn, though. Right. You have to be open-minded. You can't, you got those people that will just sit there and they'll fight and they'll hold on to their opinion forever and then they won't ever change. But yeah, if you've got open-minded people, that can actually work together 
even if they don't quite see eye to eye, you can make major progress. And that's definitely, definitely. one thing that holds back a lot of technological advancement. In that, true. Especially politically, but we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's actually true. And uh, I mean, uh, the beauty thing on uh, cryptocurrency, uh, maybe, um, I mean, for me, it wasn't new since I came already from a gaming uh, world. But if someone did not experience the gaming world, now they start having families from cryptocurrency. They start having people they want to see. And they start having some emotions with people they don't even know from a different side of the world. Um, and that's something good that this community is having today now. Um, we're all talking about the same objective rather than just talking about uh, color and gender and uh, religions and all this crap. Um, we are focused on one thing and other things are falling down. And I think this is giving us more freedom. Uh, of mind and getting out of the uh, day-to-day stereotype. So what type of research do you do before you promote a project? So I have a team um, from Canada, from India. Uh, we have one from the U.S. Um, we have from South Africa. Um, these are the, like, the core ones. The projects come to us. Uh, we look into it very well. Uh, we read the white paper. Um, we ask questions and sometimes I fight with them. Uh, <laughs> I actually decline few of them. You always seem to find good stuff. I, I try though, even though sometimes I, I fall into some things like, uh, there's a project I was really into it too much. And then we found an issue with one of the owners, but now they're fixing it legally to come back out. But that's a part of the risk of any business. Um, at the end, uh, projects are um, no different than any uh, entrepreneur trying to open a restaurant. You mm. might find the idea, the concept, uh, everything is great. At the end, there is a chance to lose, regardless how much is great. But you do as much as you can by studying and giving all this, uh, uh, seeing all the features, all the uh, business uh, model, and etc. Yet. Uh, the main problem I see in cryptocurrency, and it's actually a huge problem, um, it's becoming, I mean, the business in cryptocurrency is not as a company. It's more as a gangbang style, where you can find the founder. You might find him, he's the same PR, even though he's very bad in doing PR. Um, there is no rules. It's, it's, it's really like uh, bubbly bubbly. I mean... Uh, Let's let's say for an example, uh, Justin. Justin now, uh, he's having a throne, BitTorrent, etc., etc. But everything it's only Justin. I mean, do you know anyone in BitTorrent? Do you see him day to day talking? Do you see anyone in Wink day to day talking? Do you see anyone in? Right. Well, you just you just see Justin. He's not the best only. PR guy. Sorry. And, 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 no. and he's not. No. And he's not. And he's not the best PR. And he just from time to time doing bullshit. I mean. Again, you have enough money to start hiring people. That's yeah. what I like in my point, in my opinion. That's what I like about CZ. He just create things and he give he give people access. Like you have now Coin Market Cap, there is a CEO for it. Binance USA, there is a CEO for it. Uh, I mean, everything he's creating at the moment. He just uh, Trust Wallet when he uh, uh, acquired it, there is also a CEO for it. Uh, uh, WRX, there is a CEO for it. He give everyone his space to work. He's not, he's not trying to be, I am everything for everything because that's actually very bad. 
Speaking of coin market cap, don't you see that as a conflict of interest though, having someone that owns an exchange also own something like coin market cap? Uh, you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. If you didn't do what someone else will do. Right. But I mean, so, how, how does he, how does he maintain or how would a company like finance or how would somebody in a position like CZ maintain separation um, and be, and, and, keep coin market cap an unbiased entity um again i answered you yeah do i do i like this approach no okay but is it um uh, is it uh, defeatable by someone else no someone else can do that i mean i can find maybe uh, head btc doing this one day i prefer not to see head btc at least right. binance is actually doing a big industry binance took many challenges and they managed to fix uh, like what happened in the U.S. second day, they went on, uh, they went in the mass adoption in, in uh, adoption in uh, India by doing the partnership with WRX, uh, Wazrax. I mean, th this big steps. So I would rather see Binance than seeing someone else like HBDC, for an example, taking a CMC at any point. I can see that. I think it'd be interesting to see how these types of platforms evolve going forward because I think there's going to be uh, we're utilizing this data structure that allows us to have decentralized immutable data and we're not using it for the main utilities that we use within this industry like coin market caps just running on a damn database and it's because it requires massive amount of users to actually be truly functional but over time as we start reaching that point and we start seeing more and more powerful computing capabilities and more inexpensive storage capabilities then we can start getting into the next generation of these types of systems so you can actually have uh, smart contracts that are basically going out and finding all the coins that exist, collecting the actual data off of the real exchanges in real time, storing it on a blockchain, and it's all done automatically, and it's it can't be biased systematically. It's not an easy feat uh, to achieve, but that's where we're headed. It, it is not. It is not, and you will never you will never reach the the reality on it because at the end, when it comes to the end, which is the exchange, and you have market makers. I mean, this, this, this entire industry is filled with market makers. So, I mean, when you're saying you're going to get real data, when we say the real data, is it done by real people buying and selling actually, or there are market makers who are making sell and buy walls? Yeah, that's one of the big challenges of it. And that's another thing that is a huge space and opportunity for AI and machine learning going forward to try and identify just going off of raw transaction data. And again, it's not something it's true. And, and it will take time to be there. And I feel it will be there, but it will take time. The main thing is just getting a window into real data rather than just a uh, manipulated version of that window. Right. Can there that's be manipulation definitely. in the data itself? Sure, totally. But as long as we can see the real data, then that's up to us to make the other determinations. You know, uh, that's why I can't I agree be perfect, with you. Yeah. At the end, the space is very young. Um, mm -hmm. Today is filled with people who want to make easy cash and fast cash. Um, unfortunately, it's filled with people who want to quit their jobs. Uh, this is one of the things that hurts me a lot, actually, uh, emotionally hurts me, that I'm seeing so many people who are getting low paid, maybe from their jobs or whatever, and they suddenly now have followers, and suddenly they're becoming influencers, and they're making a living out of cryptocurrency. Um, what hurts me are emotionally in this are two things actually. Number one, when someone leaves his job and just doing a full time from for working in other projects, it means 
for him to pay to his day-to-day uh, expenses and uh, mortgage and whatever, it means he have to sell whatever he's shedding. And that's not good because it means you're not enough believing in what you're saying to to crowd. So you're taking, for an example, let's say uh, Noob's token, just an example. You're taking um, this and then you're selling it while you're shilling it to others and then you're just paying your your, your payments, you know? And that's uh, against the concept we are trying to build and, and, and show to this world, right? The second thing, I wouldn't really like anyone to just leave their jobs because they will always learn. Even if the job is small, even if the job is little, uh, they still can achieve learning something new. So um, I think this is the advice I wish I can tell these people, especially when I'm seeing them, they are very young. Some of them are just 20, 21. I don't know how they got the ex- enough experience to be out there. But again, because the market is not enough matured, tomorrow when you're going to have people with uh, experience, uh, big businessmen, big business names, all these will be vanished. I'm quite sure a real player will be on the ground. Let me ask you something, Elja, when it comes to anonymity. I remember you and I had a discussion a while back, uh, and it was probably about a year and a half ago, and we talked about anonymity, and you were saying you it was one of those things that you thought that was actually holding back adoption because when things are anonymous, people think there's a lot of shady stuff going on but because of that, right? Yep. So why do you choose to stay 100% anonymous, and okay. when do you see yourself maybe stepping away from that? Uh, okay. Um, when I said uh, about people being anonymous, I'm, I'm uh, that the one I'm talking about, or my focus at that uh, time until today, I'm talking if you are a project owner. Um, okay. Because you are asking people to invest in your project, and you have, and you are telling them that you believe in this project. That's why they must invest in your project. Yet you're not showing yourself. So I, the loop is not con- not completed. If I'm believing in a project, if I decided tomorrow to have Ilja token, I will never be vis- invisible because now I took the challenge that I'm, hey guys, I believe in this project to a point, I'm actually going outside. Right. I'm not going to make you go sell something, invest in me. If I'm not, because when I ask them, I'm telling them why you're not showing yourself. Then he start telling me, well, I'm scared about my family and their protection. Some of them, they answer this way. Some others, they say, we're afraid to fail. So, but once we success, we're going to show ourselves. I mean, dude, you <laughs> want to, crazy. so you, you want to put people under this risk with their investment. And if you fail, they're just going to say, okay, you take some profit out of the failure and then you're going to go start something new because no one who the fuck you are. Sorry because you don't language. want to take responsibility for what you, what you do. That doesn't exactly. make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Now for me, I didn't have a project, so I'm fine to be this way, but this is not the reason for me to be anonymous. My reason is I work in real life. Uh, I have a good position. I have a different type of business. I know many big businessmen. Uh, today, I, I don't know how, at your area or circle of area, let's not say the area, if you start telling people that you are in Bitcoin and DCU, they will start asking you every day very weird questions and it will just be a huge conflict in your own business, day-to-day business. And by the way, FYI, I started actually before eligible, I started talking as me, 
the real me from my other account. And I don't want to tell you how it went. Everyone start asking, they start calling. Then right. I said, no, 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 this is conflict. I don't want to go there. I mean, now my life going to just turn to, into a place. I don't want to be there today. I have a job. I have a day-to-day job. I work more than 11 hours a day. Um, I travel for this job. I, have, I don't want to, to just switch sudden like this. Um, am I going to be out? Definitely. Um, maybe next bull run, when the bull run comes, I will definitely be out. And uh, Ajubes will win, go to a new level as well because I already have big investors. They are interested in, in uh, Ajubes itself. So what inspires you to start Ajubes? Um, basically, it was uh, something funny though. I will say the reality without mentioning names. I used to work with my team like that slowly and together. And then suddenly there is an agency came and they told me, how much do you get to talk about the project? I said, I don't know, maybe this. They said, okay, we can offer you this. Just do this 10 tweets about the project. And then suddenly I noticed that they are doing the same with like 10 to 15 at the same time. And uh, yeah, when I looked at this, I said, no, this is not the industry I'm looking for. This is not the way I feel, right? Because I, I know what I'm doing now is just talking about something that it will end as soon as the five or 10 tweets stops. And the others are actually hyping it and sending it at the same time. Do you? Because some of them, not all, some of them, they're just having this as a full-time job. So I felt, no, this is not what I'm looking for. I want something to build. I want something to to talk, I, I'm not a person that I can, I mean, uh, since you guys didn't work with me, I'm, I'm, I'm an asshole. Uh, I, I, I fought with so many projects, I declined people, um, because I have to say my opinion, um, I try to do the best, maybe I'm not the best, definitely I'm not the best, uh, but at least when, when I talk to someone, I would like to see someone that he listens, because there are so many so many basics mistakes are happening today. And when I say many, I, I mean it. People get confused. Okay, let's just go for it. Okay, let's, let's not go with mid and small projects. For an example, if we went to Binance. Binance is something huge, right? Today, if you're new and you entered to, and someone made you look at Binance uh, Twitter account, and if you went there and you looked at their Telegram that they're putting in their main page of uh, Binance, you will find a link that for beta testing or something, or for, or for, uh, for I forgot, let me check with you. It's for uh, alpha testing or something for coders. I mean, I'm quite sure they did it that time, but they forgot for the API, yeah, Binance API. Um, and I think they did it maybe at that time for a reason, but uh, I, for me, one big like Binance, if it was my decision, I would just make a Telegram channel where anyone will click. As soon as you enter, it will be a bot. It will ask you, what do you want from Binance? The English Binance, Arabic Binance, whatever, because they have so many languages because Binance is very huge, right? Uh, and then they just click from there and they find the channel and go for it. But today, I... It's not easy to access. This is very small things, by the way. And I come, people come to me till today, they're telling me, oh, is there a Binance Arabic? I don't know. I've never knew about this. 
because you're not making a simple step for people where they can discuss and talk and build this community easy right. for them to access and that's something very small huh? just go scale and other things now there are so many small things that just if you sit slowly it can be redefined to make things easier to be uh, to be noticeable and, and to grow this community in my belief. Now, let me ask you this, you know, since we're on the conversation of Binance and CZ, why do you, why do you have so much support for Binance and CZ? I love CZ. I loved, okay, I'll be straight up. When I got into crypto, my, my first and only, pretty much only exchange was Binance. And I tried other ones. I loved Binance's platform. I loved their uh, interface. It was really easy to use, understanding. Um, And, you know, the, the more I look into things and the more I realize I have not found a, an exchange that does not have a certain level of corruption within it. Now, now when you talk about market makers, to me, market makers are for what? To, to maintain um, volume. Is that correct? To, to maintain volume, to increase the volume to make the, the, the market looks really wow might be not just to make a fake volume that makes people buy right so, v- so market makers market yeah there is so many reasons but in reality it's not really a fair way to operate uh, it's not but it's existed and it's legal right oh yeah oh yeah for sure but it, i mean you know at some point you would think that this space has to become more integrity based and a little bit less and not a lot just a little bit less greedy i mean uh, true but let's be honest that's the stock market from day one yeah right it is like that <laughs> i mean that, that's the game unfortunately it's always about i mean what's the stock market it's you are selling and buying from someone else it's nothing else than that true. so you have you are buying from someone who's weak enough to sell or he's smart enough to sell. It's one of the two. There is no third here. Or you are selling to someone that he managed to make you fear and you're selling to him. I mean, that's the game from stock market days. Uh, unless you have a fixed profit share each year that come to you, uh, which is like an X percent, that's something different. But yet we, not everyone is offering this today. But uh, it will come to this level. But at the end, this is the business. That's the business of stock market. Right. Yeah, and all of it's trash. And you know the best part about cryptocurrency compared to the stock market? Mm-hmm. That part of it is just a small piece. All the exchanges, all the trading, all that is just a small piece because what, exactly. <laughs> what we've got is blockchain and that's a data structure. And right. uh-huh. it is revolutionizing every industry. <laughs> and regardless that's of what happens true. in the little in the in the trading side of it, that's doesn't matter. That's one thing. This you know? is true. That's yep. true. This is so much And that's where the real value is going to be found in all of these tokens, coins, projects, whatever, is what they can do with blockchain technology and what real life issues that can be solved with it. Exactly. Very true. So uh, what do you like most about cats, Elder? I love cats. I love animals in general, uh, but cats are my weakness. <laughs> I mean, if I saw a cat on the street, I just have to stop and playing with it. Mm-hmm. But I love any animal in general, all the animals, but cats are my weaknesses. I mean, when I see a cat, I just, I just stop, I have to stop for a second. You melt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. I cannot. Uh... I've literally seen you melt over feet of a lot of cats. 
<laughs> yeah. I love cats. I love again animals in general, but cats are they are cute. I mean, uh, what I like about animals in general, um, I wish human can actually be like animals in a point of view. I mean, we became more savages to to live in this earth. I mean, uh, I do believe in one day robots will take over. Uh, I believe the only gate for people to leave, uh, which is going to go to Mars. That's why I keep asking Elon Musk when to Mars. Well, they, right? just got the, they just got their contracts to land people on the moon, so it can't be that far. Well, uh, I don't care as long as he takes me, I'm ready. I mean, I applied already <laughs> in a project called Mars One in 2006. 2006. Uh-huh. It was a, a German project, but uh, they went... Uh, bankrupt i mean they don't have money anymore and they stopped the project and i applied there and i did a few interviews it was 2006 before even elon musk come to this game um but uh yeah I, this is my belief i believe that ai will control everything ai will be smart enough to decide that human race is really bad and uh, it's time to shut them down have you read uh, the singularity is near by ray kurzweil no oh do you, do you know what the singularity is yeah Okay. Yeah. So there's a book called the singularity is near and he's actually got, um, so there is the age of intelligent machines and the age of spiritual machines, which were older books that he wrote, but it's all about the, the moment in time, the singularity when humans transcend machines or rather technology transcends the human being. And so the human has to integrate to be able to keep up and, and not be overrun by robots and artificial intelligence. They will so, be overrun. Yeah, exactly. But it's just that it's the point where you have to do that or survive. And obviously we're not going to be able to. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, so unless you're lucky to go to Mars. Yeah. We can go to Mars. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm working on getting to the moon first. Let me at least get there. I can't yeah, right? fucking Crypto's, and go Crypto's got to take us there first. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's actually true. You know, with as up and down as this market is, and as much as you see sentiment change about cryptocurrency over the last two and a half, three years, Elja, how do you deal with the emotional roller coaster that's inevitable? Um, at the beginning, um, of course, uh, I was sad, but that's the, the very early beginning of, uh, when things really went smashing like hell. Yeah. But uh, because I actually went sad because I had another issue at that time where I managed to get a few of my real life friends to invest and they invested heavily oh. and they invested in uh, Ripple uh, when it was like $3 <laughs> and then it went down. So they start telling me I'm the reason behind the shit. Oh God. So um, what I did at that time, I took uh, what uh, their tokens or their coins and I paid uh, each one of them their money back. So that oh, was wow. a very uh, a huge loss for me because imagine you're just taking tokens that they're worth 30 cents and you're paying him $3 each. Right. Uh, so uh, it was a big loss. Yeah, it was a huge loss. That's, that's actually what made me at that time very uh, upset. I mean, you know, for you to take responsibility for that is, is just incredible. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna act nobly here. I, actually, the reason for me to give them the money back because they were fucking annoying. I mean, they, they, they turned my life into hell. So I'm not gonna say I was like okay. actually noble. I mean, no, it's their fucking decision. But they here, were so annoying. Here, I'll give annoying. you your damn money back. Just get off my ass. They, they, they were so much annoying. I, I remember that day. So they start screenshotting the uh, uh, CNN and what's happening to Ripple price and blah blah blah. And they just sending me, look, look what happened. And I'm like, ah. Oh. 
<laughs> that's all so right. When that's Ripple goes back, when Ripple goes up to ten dollars a piece, you can give them a give them a what for five hundred eighty nine. Five eighty nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we never got uh, to have the podcast curious. with the lady that was going to tell us how it could magically. I know thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, the math I mean, it says it can. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I don't want to really say something uh, bullish or bullshit. Everything is possible. Yes, oh, yeah, for sure. The, the percentage of people inside crypto are very, very low. The direction of the banks and governments are still unknown. Uh, we all know that Ripple, it's uh, 100% with the banks. They are right. using their technology in so many countries, their technology, not XRP. So you don't know the game, how it can turn on. I mean, they might just do it for a sake of killing anything decentralized. They are doing it for breaking things that has nothing to do with uh, maybe the United States, like Chinese. They want just to play with something else that take a new hype and, and diversify people from joining the Chinese projects to them. You don't know. I mean, there are so many things are unclear and no one can tell you it can be, but the price can jump. Yeah, because till now it's nothing. The entire market cap is nothing compared to reality. It's nothing. Yeah, we can say that because definitely anything can happen, but also for XRP to be $10,000 a coin, the market cap would be one quadrillion. No, no, one, 10,000 is too much. <laughs> yeah. No, 10, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. no, I know, right. but you're absolutely right though. Anything can happen and, and we could sit here and say that a million dollar Bitcoin seems crazy and then... That's why I don't like to talk about TA, uh, right. even though I trade and everything, but I cannot really... Uh, first of all, I'm not a financial advisor, so I'm not going to go there. Number two... No one can actually know. Everyone is just guessing, 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 and it's never ended. So, it's all speculation. Yeah, the, you can you can find patterns all you want, but it's just it's so random. You know, there's so many things that can totally fuck that pattern, and it doesn't matter anymore. It's just you can you can try all you want, but all you can do is put patterns on old charts. You can't really put patterns on new ones. Exactly. Yeah. So, Aljo, when can we expect to see you at a convention? <laughs> I'm not, to be honest, it's not in the plan at the moment. Well, let me ask you this. There's this big, there's a big um, uh, convention that's supposed to happen in October. It's, it's called the Satoshi Awards. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's going to be a pretty amazing um, deal if it can actually happen because of this whole COVID thing. But if it were to happen, it would happen in Dubai. And mm -hmm. would you, would you be interested in going to that if it did happen? I mean, with the corona now, it will take time for, I think it will take time for any uh, any uh, public meetings where the gathering is there. I think this will just stay on hold for at least a year from now. You think a year? I believe a year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you cannot make, I mean, till you have a cure, you're talking about six, seven months still to produce and cover. It will take also a few months, so you're talking about a year. It's not going to happen in a day and night. I mean, realistically, it's not going to happen that fast. Right. Ah. They have more prior things to open, such as the, the restaurants where you can eat inside, the, the barbershops, the uh, gyms, etc. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's already May, and we barely got restaurants starting to open at all. And, and most but, of them yeah, you can, can you sit? can you sit inside and eat with people? I don't think no, so. No, that's what I mean. Like, it's just, yeah. it, we're already to May, and we're barely even starting to open back up, I guess, is what I was getting at. Like, right. we've got a long road ahead here. For sure. 
Well, I like to be optimistic, but realistic I is know. always another is always a downer sometimes. Re- but yeah, the reality sucks. <laughs> it really does. And, but the thing is, no, the longer that it goes on like this, the more innovative we get in our ways to find opportunities to get together, whether it's virtual conferences or something else. You know, there's there's new opportunities. It may not be the same, but there's new opportunities that we can enjoy in the meantime. I guess. Heck yeah, that's true. That's very true. Besides crypto, what's something that you're passionate about um, that you enjoy partaking in? Uh, music. Music. And, uh, and cartoon uh, animations and things like that. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Do you, now, do you make music or? I make music. Yeah. That's awesome. But at the end, I'm an engineer, so that's something as a passion as well. That's okay. At least I know who to call if I need something engineered. <laughs> <laughs> you have the professor. He's number one here. Oh, my God. This guy, uh, let me tell you what, pretty amazing. But, yeah. I, I clusterfuck my way through some shit. And we, get, <laughs> we get some content out once in a while. Right? Right? Well, all I know is if it wasn't, if it wasn't for his bad skills, it would be challenging to do this podcast. Uh, that's for sure. Of course. He's, 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 uh, he's um, a great tech person. That's for sure. Heck yeah. I look at it as an opportunity to learn something new. It's just fun. I've actually haven't really been doing fun. this and there's a new challenge every week and it's it's interesting going like, oh, how do I fix that weird sound that just happened? <laughs> you know, so yeah. I find it I find it really entertaining to go through it. So Belgia, I'm gonna ask you one last question before we wrap up here today. Please. You mentioned that you played World War Warcraft before. So I'm sure you're familiar with Leroy yeah. Jenkins, yes? Of course. Okay. So, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, you did my question before I even had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask for your very first yeah. impression because we had Benzo on for episode 100 and we asked him to do it, but he was sitting on his front porch with a crowd of people on the street and he wasn't really ready to gain that much attention. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Leroy I used to be, uh, I used to be um, um, seventh uh, world warlock. Uh, and I used to be in the second top uh, world uh, guild. Oh, wow. So I used to play hardcore, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've never been uh, that far along in video games ever. I spent most of my time in video games in high school, which for me, there was not internet on video uh-huh. games yet. I mean, there kind of was. I had Duck, a PS2, so you had to, you had to buy the... Duck Nukem got balls of steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the PS2 was, was the thing for me. I was into like Gran Turismo and shit and racing yeah. games and stuff and so i'd get like die hard into that and of course first person shooters but it was all ever just campaign mode because i didn't have the ethernet adapter that you had to buy and stick onto the back of the ps2 to be able to connect to the internet so i just uh played with myself yeah. through the missions and then it got boring and yeah never got to do any <laughs> championships yes, some of the games are out more than more than yeah, it's a lot more fun when you can get online and play with other friends. Yeah. I can't relate. <laughs> I just can't relate. I'm not a gamer. Let's fix that. <laughs> I, I missed my opportunity, LJ, to ask you, did you, when, uh, it was a while back, I tweeted out a video of my cat playing fetch. Did you see that? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll have to send it to you. Sometimes I just, you know, when I, because I work in real life, Yeah. when I leave for an hour or two hours, I miss so many things because they come just above each other. So sometimes I just can't see. Right. (laughs) Oh man, I'll tell you what, this has been really fun. We've really enjoyed having you on the show, Elja. 
I'm happy to come here finally. Yes, exactly. And definitely look forward to doing it again in the future. For sure. We don't plan on going anywhere. We're, we're going to stick around for a while. So, you know, who knows what the next year or so is going to bring us, right? Yeah, definitely. So you take care of yourself, sir. And Thank I will you very see much, you on guys. Twitter, brother. Thank you very much. Have a good Thank day. Thank you. Take it easy. All right. Peace. That was fun. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> it's just Is all I can think goes? about right now. I don't know how the <laughs> fuck it goes. I mean, <clears throat> I know how it goes, but I don't know how to make it. I'm not good at impersonations or replicating sounds, uh, singing, talking, whatever, you know, all those things that involve your mouth. <laughs> oh man, that was a really fun episode with Aljo. We hope you guys enjoyed that. And, um, you know, it's just been a beautiful weekend this weekend. Got to got to get some sunshine. Might have got a little too much. It got me a nice farmer's tan going. I have no tan happening at all. <laughs> we got some sun, but not enough. Man, I'll tell you what. And you rocking out all those releases over the last few days. Kudos, brother. Kudos. It was fun. It was a ride. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a ride, definitely a ride for sure. But if you guys get a chance to get out there and use a coin flip ATM, those guys are proud. We're proud to have them as our sponsor for this, this show and these episodes. So, you know, get out there. I, I try to get out there at least once a week, if not twice a week. And that's how I get my crypto now is through coin flip. I need to get one closer to me. I got to go 200 miles to mine, but at least I can go to coinflip.tech and just buy it right from the website when I need to stack up some Bitcoin. So. Well, if you get froggy and you're at a gas station near you, just see if they want one. Yeah. What's the deal? God. We'll get an ATM, get a coin flip ATM set up in there, and it'll be nice and close. You guys can go to it and buy some crypto. Fill those bags. The moon <laughs> right is on. coming, not financial it advice. Is. It is. It is surely coming. And, you know, I've been trying to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate, and it's like, you know, some people wait for the dips and I just try to do it on a regular basis. And now that I have some, uh, some little extra income with my coin flip stuff, then I like to put that right back into crypto. There so. you go. All right, guys. So till next time, have yourselves a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Peace.